Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you some tidbits and then go watch it while we eat some snacks and get high. I am the one and only Mendes Toboggan, and it's officially Oscar bait season. And I'm Brianna, and there's a mouse in my house. Oh, gross. And today we'll be watching the 2021 American biographical drama film, King Richard. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and myself will talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. As always, I'm going to mention Doflix, which you can find on where, Brianna? Anywhere you get your podcast from. Anywhere you get your Doflix from. That's, that's, that's what it is. You know what it is. You know where it is. You know how to get it. I'm not going to spiel it to you, but go check us out. We're fun. We're fun. Max and I. We have a good time. Um, Are you? Huh? Are you fun? Nah. Tidbits. Most of the time. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm so not fun that I don't have any shout outs this week, so sorry. Stay tuned for next week. I have some shout outs. Oh, do you? Um, Johannesburg, South Africa. Okay. Edmund and Ed... Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> Edmont... Edmund... <laughs> Edmonton. Edmonton, Canada. And somebody in Edmonton, like North Carolina or something like that. There's an Edmonton um, in the East Coast that also is listening. And the the great people of Ottawa, who is much easier to pronounce. We love it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Tune in again next week. I don't know. I don't really care. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, the movie of the night is King Richard, written by Zach Balin in his first ever writing credit. He is also helming the Creed uh, 3 script that's coming out soon, Brianna. Not bad. I like. I saw that this was his only writing credit, and I was like, oh no. I was concerned as well. I don't understand it. He's worked in the props department for a long time, and now is writing scripts. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, the... D- Directed by uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green, who has only done two previous movies, uh, one being Monsters and Men, starring John David Washington, and the other being Joe Bell, that starred Mark Wahlberg and came out last year. Uh, that is the story of the man that walks across the country. I believe it got How panned. How did Will Smith sign up for this? Uh, it, <laughs> Will Smith signed up for this because he stars in it. Um... And in order for him to star in it, he needed $40 million. That was his quote. So they gave him $40 million, and that's why Will Smith is starring in this movie. That's like Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne The Rock Johnson's salary from Red Notice. Yes. And Red Notice was, until yesterday, the number one in Netflix in the U.S. I told you. I told you. I forgot ha- that it literally came out last week. Yeah, it came out, the, came out like the day we recorded. I know, I forget that sometimes. (laughs) Uh, King Richard also stars Anjanue Ellis, John Bernthal, and Sania Sidney, who will be playing Sasha Obama in a new show about Michelle Obama. Or, I think it's about First Ladies, but she's playing Sasha Obama, and Viola Davis is playing Michelle Obama. Okay. And then I think Kirsten Dunst is playing, like... Barack? Eleanor Roosevelt? No, it goes like, oh, there's okay. like other women involved, yeah. <laughs> uh, King Richard began shooting in LA in January of 2020 until it was postponed to October because of COVID. 
Leif Schreiber was supposed to be in the movie, but he dropped out after the COVID rescheduling due to scheduling conflicts. I wonder what he was filming that he couldn't be in this movie. I wonder if it was scheduling conflicts or COVID conflicts because he's not from America and they started to film it like. Oh, in, you think he was still in, in Canada? Like, yeah. Yeah, they were still like sort of in COVID, but I don't think it was as strict. So maybe he was like, nah, I'm good. Interesting. I wonder. Yeah. Also, he couldn't travel over here during that point in time either from Canada. Yeah. Again, so he was like, no, nah, I'm good. Especially when he looked at the credits of the director and the writer. <laughs> he probably had time to like actually look at it when he was sitting at home and was like, well, what the heck did I sign up for? Well, for $40 million, Will Smith better act his ass off. At the current time of this review, it has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb based on 1.1 thousand reviews. It has a 93% critic score based on 122 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. No audience score yet, Brianna, as it just came out today. It also has a 72% on Metacritic, which is decent, and 91% of Google users like this movie. The hogs are the mm-hmm. hogs. They'll, you know, you know, it doesn't The really hogs matter. have led us wrong before. Yeah. Do you have any, <laughs> this is a very quick uh, first half, do you have any expectations or tidbits before we get into it, Brie? I'm honestly, I'm, I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm not like overjoyed with seeing it. I am interested in the Williams sisters, though. And I only have one tidbit that you didn't mention. I think it's fascinating when there are two very famous children, and I wonder if there are other children in the family or, like, I don't know. I just wonder the family dynamics of everything when there's, like, very, very famous people and then there's, like, not famous people. Like, yeah, you sure. know, the other Jonas brother? Like, yeah. Ooh, Kevin, yeah. No, there's there's Frankie. He's younger. He didn't get to be in the Jonas Brothers. There's a fourth Jonas Brother? There is, yeah. Oh my god, what the fuck just blew my mind. So I always wonder about the family dynamics, and Richard Williams, who is King Richard, has ten other children. What? With all ten. the same woman? Some of them are, um like, ex-stepchildren. Well, that doesn't count. But, and then some of them were like, he married, yeah, like, I guess that would be an except child if he married into them. But, like, he has ten other children. And then there's four that are actually stepchildren. And the latest one was born in 2012. Whoa! Richard Williams just spreading his seed around like a motherfucker. Like he's, like he's miracle Grow. What the hell? And you only ever hear about three of them, so uh, it's interesting. Richard Williams spreading seed like a landscaper, ladies and gentlemen. That is crazy. <laughs> he's like uh, Antonio Culture Green. He is. Yeah. He's, uh, he's competition. This man's up there with Antonio Cromartie. That's crazy. Not <sighs> not not like the goat though. If if anybody knows who Antonio Cromartie is, that man has like I'm pretty sure he has like 20 kids. No, uh, Richard he, he Williams is more like Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Well, doesn't Nick Cannon also have like 15 kids at this point? Yeah, but he's. We're not trying to disrespect it. They should know, just start there. They should just start a landscaping company and call it like True Seed or something like that. Jesus Christ! Um, all right, and well, then all their kids could be the employees. <laughs> it's a family business. Uh, I have nothing else. My expectations are rather high. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. 
excited for the movie. I really, really, really like Will Smith. He's one of my favorite actors of all time, if I'm being honest. And I think that he's gotten a raw shake at certain points in his career. When it comes to the, the choices of movies that he's taken, I don't necessarily believe it's always him. That's the problem in the bad movies. <clears throat> not saying it's not him, but I don't know. He, he's, it's got his, him. he's got his ups and downs, and I'm hoping that this isn't up. I'm hoping that it is Oscar bait, and I'm hoping that he might even collect a fucking W this time around. But that is all speculation. Brianna, why don't you give us the synopsis before we go watch this thing? Today's synopsis is brought to you by Tapatio Salsa Picante. <laughs> Celebrate their 50th anniversary with exclusive anniversary merch, such as a commemorative hoodie, a mini hot sauce keychain, or a special edition tuxedo bottle. Arriba! You can visit Tapatio Hot Sauce to find your merch there. Love it. Love it. Love Tapatio. Thanks for supporting us. Now the synopsis. A look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after coaching from their father, Richard Dove Williams. Okay. Did you make one? You didn't, didn't you? I did. Oh, you did? Okay. It's the E-True Hollywood story we've all been waiting for. <laughs> no, the E-True Hollywood story I'm, I've always been waiting for is the new show coming out about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee starring Nick Offerman and Seth Rogen. That is going to be a fucking banger, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Seth Rogen is the hottest Pam Anderson I've ever seen. And Nick Offerman makes a pretty good Tommy Lee. So, all right, everybody, grab your bowls, your bongs, your Howl's Tincture. Simple, consistent, pure. And in <laughs> three, two, one. And we're back. I'm watching King Richard. Um. Oh man, <laughs> do, do I love a good a good bio drama, Brianna? What did, What did you think of King Richard? HBO Max's King Richard. Um. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Are you on the which which side of the fence are you on? If you had to pick one, though. Like, if I was at Cold Stone Creamery, it would be a like it. <laughs> okay. that's. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's a good... I think that's that makes a lot of sense for you because, you know, in terms of how we rate movies, like, we give them, obviously, a 1 to 50 scale, even though uh, the points are made up and none of it matters. Um, really, like, for us, I feel like we rate, thing. We, we rate movies on a scale of, like, oh, you got to go see it in theaters or, like, oh, you should probably just wait until it's on HBO Max or, or Netflix. There are, there are really two sets of films. For me, I think this is a go to the theaters and go see it. I loved it. I I love You loved it? I really did. I was I was just I I enjoyed it a lot. The uh I thought Will Smith was fantastic. I love Will Smith, sue me, I'm sorry. John John Bernthal was great. Like I loved their back and forth. There was so much chemistry in the movie, Brianna, through with with all the characters. Speaking of, well, we can get right into it. The acting, I thought it was phenomenal. What did you think? I thought the two sets of girls they had play Venus and Serena did an absolutely wonderful job. I thought they did a great job, and I actually liked how they didn't rely too heavily on them. You know, like they used them no, in the right moment. everything felt very natural. Yeah. It didn't seem like they were acting 
like anything special. They weren't overacting and trying to like make up for the fact that they aren't like established actors yet. Will Smith did Will Smith stuff. John Bernthal was really good. I thought he um I don't really know anything about the character he played, but I think he was brought like some comedy. He brought like He was this so funny. It's this is a really over- funny movie. <laughs> He was kind of like everyone, like, I felt like he was me watching it. Like, <laughs> yes. he reacted the way I reacted to everything, yes. where I was like, oh, man, dude, I'm frustrated, too. Like, what happened? Oh, it's so, th- this movie, I, th- and I feel like that's why I really liked it, Brianna, is because there was a point in time where we were about a half hour in, and we both kind of mentioned that, oh, wow, we're only a half hour in, but it didn't feel like, it was like, it, it, was, it didn't drag. So to that point, I was like, I hope they really fill it a lot more it's you know two and a half hour long movie and they did a really great job of that i think they broke up the scenes really well like it is long and but it's shot super well and i feel like the tennis matches really break up the scenes too and a decent amount of the suspense is added uh if you don't know the exact outcome of the matches i mean a decent amount of suspense in general but brianna that last scene of the movie, me and you were like, what the fuck's going to happen? We had no idea. And then, you know, like we had an actual reaction to it. I'm not going to say whether it was positive or negative in the spoiler free zone. Cause I genuinely do want people to go see this movie. I do think it's important that maybe you, you watch it with somebody else. So you can both sit there in awe of how awful Richard Williams is at times. Do you think you would have enjoyed it if you knew the entire story of Venus and Serena? Like, if you knew the outcome of the match at the end, do you think you would still loved the whole film? Yes, for sure. Because I was disappointed. I was disappointed by the in terms of that, like that little, like that what ha- what had happened. I was like, oh, what the f- no. So I think I would have liked it even more if 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 it had played out in the way that I wanted it to. But uh, I I think that. I, I definitely, but I, I definitely want to say that if I did know the exact, if I went on and read Venus Williams' Wikipedia page and then knew everything about these people, I probably not, w- would not have been as, as into the movie. I think it's still, like, I didn't know anything outside of, like, Venus and Serena are tennis. Like, I didn't really know their dad was, like, cuckoo. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew, like, when you think of tennis, you think of the Williams sisters, so for me to watch it, it was very exciting because I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Like, oh my God, is he going to take that deal? Like, what's going on? Oh boy, is she going to win this one? Ooh. But if I if I had known a little more, I think I would have been like, well, duh, like I know what she does. Right. Like, oh, yeah, okay. I think my biggest thing is just being a sports fan growing up, you always hear Richard Williams is like a psycho. They're like, yeah, like Richard Williams is like, he's a fucking I didn't, weirdo. I didn't know that. And well, so that's kind of all I knew. And so during this entire movie, I was like, is this true to life? How how much of this is real? Ew. I do wonder how accurate it is because they made Richard Williams like the biggest fucking stage mom out there. Yeah. Well, I will say that both sisters signed off on this movie. They they read the script or, you know, their agent or whoever read the script before anyone else. And so they had so it was like checked a little bit. Yeah, like it was it was this is this is not like uh, you know, <laughs> an un unlike what what do they call like um I can't think of the word but I know oh, what you're thinking. Oh shit, about. what the fuck's the word? Uh it's <laughs> Oh no, it's a... It begins with un. <laughs> oh no. Unlike un... 
un, I, un, I want to say it's like an F. It's a uh, P. P. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up for the viewers right now. Movie. You gotta look it up for me. I'm not gonna be able to go on if I don't know this word. <laughs> based on a true story, but is not have the rights. Oh, great. Just more suspense. Uh, if it's an F or a P word, I'm going to scream. It's the un... Oh, the un what? There's a word that I'm thinking of, but I don't want to say it because I know it's wrong. <laughs> un... Un, uh, 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 oh no! Uh, um, the unofficial? No, 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 no! We would have thought of that. Oh no! Well, either way, uh, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was the, the rights were, the rights were sold, um, and the boxes were checked, so. That, that's that's decent for me. Um, <laughs> Will Smith, the way the way, the way Will Smith says Venus Williams is hilarious in this movie because every time he says it, he says, he goes. First of all, Will Smith sounds like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith. Uh, I we Venus Williams, who are your best friend? <laughs> he says it his, all the time. Um, his accent. <laughs> is 90% Bobby Boucher and about 10% Richard Williams from my findings on the internet when I googled mid-movie if this was an accurate depiction of his accent. Richard Williams is from Louisiana and Bobby Boucher is from that region, like that accent is from that region, but Will Smith went full Bobby and kind of forgot about Richard. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, outside of the, outside of the, I loved the accent. It didn't really sound like him after hearing him uh, later, but the mannerisms, like the way he walked and like the way he tilted his head and kind of like the way he, he set his jaw, he really had that on lock. And I think that the, the emotion that was showed in this movie from Richard Williams a decent amount of times is 100% going to get him a nomination, right? Um, Yeah, he did capture Richard Williams' mannerisms. You do see at the end of the movie, like, actual footage of Richard and Venus and Serena. And um, although Richard appears a little older, um, outside of the accent, I think Will Smith was spot on on his, like, actual persona. Like, he got the outfits right. Obviously, that wasn't really Will Smith, but, like, they had the outfits. He had, like, his little walk. He had just everything. Pleasantly surprised by both the uh, writing <clears throat> and the directing. I mean, the writing was fine. It is based it, on it was, real life. No, I know, but, like, they there was some decent dialogue in this movie. Yeah, but how do you, like, I don't know how much... It was based off of like actual conversations because everyone is still alive. Like they can go and talk to. I'm these sure people. the witty banter between John Bernthal and R Richard Williams was not as jovial as it was in this movie. Can't assume that. 
I think that Richard seems like kind of a dick. Yeah, Richard Williams is a dick, and it seems like it seems like Richard Williams kind of gets off a little better than he probably was in in reality. Like I bet the I bet the sisters probably gave you know like ah oh, let's maybe take out some things here and there because there were some certain times where Richard Williams was scary when he was yelling at that reporter about Venus being a fourteen year old girl. Yeah, that was a little cringy, um, but. I'm sure that's probably how he really was, and he seemed very protective of his daughters, so it doesn't seem like it's totally far-fetched that he did something like that. No. A decent amount of focus on Venus's growth, um, which- Yeah, it was a lot of Venus. A lot of Venus. Not a lot of Serena, but at the same time, they used Serena well enough. I think that they did the right thing. I think that if they tried to focus on both kids, that just would have been too much, don't you think? I think that, I don't know if it's just my opinion, but I'm a little more familiar with Serena's kind of life. And it, obviously, they're only a year apart, so they grew up in the same house. They grew up, like, the exact same way. So pretty much, if it's Venus's story, it's also mostly Serena's as well. So yeah. I don't really see that they needed to highlight both of them. We obviously I know agree. now that Serena still plays. She's won 23 grand slams is that what i read Mm -hmm. sorry 23 grand slams and so it's like yeah we get it like serena is was richard's real true champion and he sort of mentions that and he was like oh this is this is exactly what i wanted and so it was kind of like yeah he hyped up venus but like he seemed like he wanted serena to achieve more and she did yeah, it it really seems like he apparently, you know, in the movie, it he told Serena as much, like, yeah, your sister's gonna be the greatest in the world, but you're gonna be the greatest that's ever played, and so yeah, like he called Venus Junior, but he was like Serena, I really, I really like you more, <laughs> so it was a little weird. Yeah, a little weird. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, you want to give popcorn bag scores and then get into it? Yeah. All right. Unless you got anything else to say. Not I really, in the I, spoiler I, free part. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it. I think that, it, it, I think it was a good movie. I'm gonna, I'll give you my popcorn bag score right now. I'm giving it a 41 out of 50 popcorn bags, and I'm recommending it absolutely. Sit down, enjoy it. It's it's a beautiful movie. It's on HBO Max. Well acted, long but not draggy. Yeah, there was only about like. 10 to minutes 10 to 15 minutes for me where i was like okay were those I probably could have gone to the restroom were those but... during were those during what scenes what kind of scenes were those during um i mean when they're well i'll get into it later i'll okay. get my popcorn back score though <laughs> I don't want to get too off topic. My popcorn bag score is a 38 out of 50. Okay. Yeah, respectable. And I wouldn't go to the theater to see it like you said. I would watch it at home though on HBO Max. It's definitely a good little movie. I love um a movie based on true story, especially if the people in it uh, signed off on it and they think it's a pretty legit film. I'm not a big Will Smith stan like you. I haven't really enjoyed him since Hitch, but he was 
nice to watch in this film and then the two girls or the four girls i guess who played venus and serena did a fantastic job definitely worth seeing and the mom the wife yeah the wife Oof. she was great Oof. she was an unsung hero <laughs> I, the fact that she put up with all that is just uh that's just crazy we can get into it a little bit uh, spoilers on favorite parts least favorite parts brianna let me start off with your favorite parts favorite part john bernthal who played rick Matchy. macy macy he was Italian. I thought it was Matchy. Matchy. Hey, Gabagool. <laughs> he was Italian, just like that girl at the end. She's <laughs> <laughs> my least favorite part. I have, a new, I have a new mortal enemy, and it's the Spanish-Italian stallion, Arancha Sanchez Vicario. I hate her. Honestly, that's a sick name. Her name is one of my favorite parts. Arancha. Yeah, that's a, but she's, Arancha. She, she's a bitch. She iced um, Venus Williams. Fuck her. I mean, that's what you get when you're a fucking pro, you know. You know how to fucking hit him and quit him. Anyway, John Bernthal, fantastic. Loved him. Loved every second of him. He played a great Rick Massey. Um, when you actually see the real Rick, you realize that they don't really look anything alike. But that's that's okay. I think John Bernthal had to lose some weight to play this role. <laughs> He was kind of thin. Uh, I think that's just how John Bernthal is, though. No, nah, John Bernthal is usually ripped up. You ever seen him in Wolf of Wall Street or, or Hunger Games? Yeah, but Games? you're thinking of, like, John <laughs> Bernthal ripped up. Like, <laughs> you're just thinking of the ripped up version of John Bernthal. He doesn't always yeah, look like Yeah, uh, you're right. I'm just thinking of Hunger Games, John Bernthal. My bad. He's so good in Hunger <laughs> Games. I love him. <laughs> He's the mocking Jay. John Bernthal, great job. The two, the four girls who played Venus and Serena, also another favorite part. They were just, I don't know, they were just so professional, and it just seemed so effortless for them to be screamed at by Will Smith. Um. They did a great job. No, like, that, especially that one scene between Will and Venus, um, where they both started crying. A lot of real emotion great scene a lot of close-ups uh yeah i just i thought it was great you know it was interesting i was it's kind of off topic but not at the same time i i read an article earlier that was talking about how movies made for hbo max and netflix kind of don't have as many wide shots as movies made specifically for the theater and i was like you know i never really thought of it and then today Watching King Richard, I noticed there's not, it wasn't a lot of like landscape shots. Not that there like really would be, but you'd think there'd be a few uh, having it been in LA. And there was a cut, you know, there was a couple. There was one wide sprawling uh, one of Florida, but I don't know. It just, it just seemed like, it just seemed like that kind of makes sense. And, and then I even thought about it in terms of Red Notice, and we didn't get any landscape shot or wide shots with Red. Everything was fucking close ups and bullshit, all that bullshit. All shot on Red Notice had wide shots but they were all cgi yeah well this is that this was definitely shot on film and not and not on digital and that's why i feel like it does a lot for me personally because you can tell maybe do you think that was like a covid thing though no 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 i think that it was a production thing i think they spent more money because it's an actual film that's probably going to get nominated for an oscar and so they wanted it to look as nice as possible like because when you you think they spent it all on will smith 
no, I I don't think they uh, who know, like Warner Brothers like Warner Brothers made it. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no. There's, I wonder they if could Warner just write Brothers that shit, made it. They could write it off. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter to them. I wonder if they made it with the intention though that they knew it was going to be released on HBO Max. I don't think they did because Will after the deal got done with HBO Max, Will Smith then it said was this one of the ones they were like mad about no 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 will smith gave all the actors in the movie like a little extra something something because of oh, because the... he got 40 million dollars yeah, yeah yeah and he's he gave him a nice <laughs> bonus check i guess um i loved uh okay so i loved the drive-by scene but i didn't necessarily like love oh. the drive-by scene <laughs> there, i'm gonna set it up uh will smith uh, Richard Williams keeps getting the shit beat out of him and you're just sitting there and you're like fuck man like I've seen this dude get beat up three times so far and then the last time is just like it's bad like he, he uh, it's just not great to watch and you're sitting there and you're angry and I was so angry and I was so ready for him to like do something just like beat these these hoods these thugs these 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 youths that came and roughed him up these hit, hooligans hit him with They're a hooligans. hit him with a gun <laughs> Um, well, you know, it's, so the movie's set in Compton, obviously, so, uh, there's, there's a, there's a decent amount of gang violence. Richard Williams grabs a gun, and he goes to find these guys that beat him up. He sees them in a grocery store, convenience store, pulls into an alley, walks out with his gun, ready to walk across the street when the lead guy that really beat the shit out of him kind of splits off from his group. As he's about to do that, a car drives by and just fucking lights this dude up, Right? So this is 1991 in Compton. Makes sense. Um, and it's just dead. And so like you're as an audience member, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, I, I, I'm I guess I'm not I'm not satisfied. Like, I guess I didn't want that retribution. Like, how, how am I supposed to feel right now? Like, I really wanted him to, to die. And then now he died. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not that's not what I wanted. And. I don't know. Maybe that speaks to Richard Williams' whole thing about being humble, Brianna. I don't know. I liked that <laughs> scene and what it meant for the rest of the movie in terms of how the the gang treated Richard after that drive-by. And they were kind of like, oh. We're going to protect well, these kids. Yeah. Like we, didn't, we didn't see that coming. And now there's a new boss and we happen to like these tennis girls. Yeah, it was <laughs> really that... not going to look at them in their short skirts. It was really that one guy that was just being an asshole, and everybody else was like, just leave the old man alone. And then when the one guy got killed in the drive-by, he... they left him alone. And they were like, hey, we're going to protect you. Actually, one of the funniest parts of the whole movie was when John Bernthal was walking into the tennis courts in Compton. Like, he gets dropped off in a cab, and they get in the, the, the... <laughs> they get in the, the van, and Richard William goes, yeah, we're going to the club. And then they pull up to like the tennis courts, like in the in the park where they always go. And he's walking in behind him. John Bernthal is, and the dudes pull up in the car and they get out and they're like, "Yo, Richard, who's this cracker with you, man? Like, what the fuck's going on?" He's like, "Oh no, they, he's with me." And Will Smith goes, "He's just white. Uh, everything's fine." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Not gonna let you get." He's like, "Not gonna let you get shot, Rick." He's like, oh, "I appreciate that." <laughs> and Rick was just like, "Oh." Richard, Pretty. Richard, made it. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Williams' one-liners in this were were something else, and the way Will Smith delivers them. The man is just a talented actor. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. I will. If it's not Men in Black, I'm not into it. <laughs> I didn't like. I uh, I mean, I liked how they. I mentioned this in the earlier part. I just want to say that I like. I like how they focused on Venus's growth. You know, it made sense. Like it, it fit in the story well. If you went in with Serena too, it would have muddied it and all that. At the I mean, Serena was there the whole time. the whole time. Just you know, at the same time though, Brianna, I I do I did feel like I was just watching the Venus Williams story at points. Like not even about Richard Williams. It just felt like it was more about Venus Williams at points, right? No, I definitely felt like it was a a Richard centric film, but. Besides Richard, it was definitely Venus. We really, we saw Serena there as, like, support, but she didn't really have, like, a main role in the story. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Uh, they, it made her, it made it seem like she was, like, eight the whole time, but I, like, I think she was eight and then they jumped three years. So, I don't know, it was just, it was interesting. Um... Richard Williams, though, is an asshole. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, this dude is just... I don't know what he's up to now. I gotta look more into it, to be honest with you, because I just don't believe that they still, like, talk to him and shit. Right? Richard was part of one of my favorite parts, but mostly my least favorite part. And I know that the movie is all about him, but he seems like a real dick. (laughs) <laughs> like a real dick. Like he didn't. The like like a real. I think real big dick. I think him. His name is Richard. I think him being a religious zealot doesn't help. I think he was a lot more religious than the movie made it seem. Well, it was interesting because I didn't know that the Williams family was Jehovah Witness, Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. So I went on little Mr. Google at the beginning of the movie, and it said that Serena grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, but she really only got into the actual religion when she was older. That's weird. That's even weirder. So that's why I was kind of like, oh, all right. that." And then that made the whole movie a little more like, hmm, for me. Right. Because Richard seemed really into it. And he even made them like watch Cinderella and he was like, what did everyone learn? And he like asked all his daughters and like they all had good answers considering they just wanted to watch a movie probably. And they were probably excited that they got to watch it. And then he like went and tested them all. And like one of them said uh, she was brave because she rode around in a pumpkin. And I was like, that's pretty good. (laughs) That's a pretty good answer. You, You know, she's on her toes. And he was like, go to your room. And it was like. Oh, okay. And then he really wanted them to learn about how she was humble, even though, like, you know, people were were kicking her when she was down, and like she didn't have a she didn't come from any place, and she was okay with that. And he was like, she was humble. And then the whole movie, Richard's kind of like a huge hypocrite, <laughs> and like all these people, all these agents, all these coaches are like okay, yeah, like, you know, you came to us and we kind of laughed in your face, but now, like, we're calling you. And he's like, yeah, like, okay, I'll take that, but um, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to make you come out here, give me your offer, and then not going to take it. And it was like, okay, Richard, uh, what happened to Cinderella? Like, what happened to that whole story? Like, why, why are we doing this now? One of the main things I didn't like was how he got rick to bring him his wife and their four daughters to florida 
got them an RV, rented them a house, let them live in it. And then Richard was like, actually, you know how I said that the girls would play in the juniors tournament? I'm going to pull them out and they're not going to play for three years. I hated that. And so then it was, and then even Rick was like, okay, bro, like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you sure? And then like, Richard kind of took over Rick's whole like facility. Like he was driving around his golf cart and he was like showing people, like giving tours almost. And it was like, Richard, dude, like you yelled at your kids once and you like drove away from them because they were like bragging. You tried to leave them in a store. And now you're like, oh yeah, look at my facility. Woo-hoo. Yeah, he's giving interviews left and right. Yeah, I didn't like that. Do you think, I have a question. <laughs> Do you think that Venus and Serena would have been as successful as they are now if Richard signed with the first coach and stayed with the first coach whose name I don't remember? I think it was like Peter. I think it was Pete. Yeah. No. Well, Schmeter. <clears throat> maybe because that that coach had like that coach was the coach of oh. like Pete Sampras and um John McEnroe. John McEnroe. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like maybe, yeah. I I I think that they had the skills and they had the ability and Cuz they obviously had the talent. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they would yes. I think once they got to that point, I think any good coach, like actually good tennis coach could have gotten them to that point. But maybe it was also a combination of like Rick's personality and stuff like that too, you know, that just made them comfortable and and grow. But they had the talent. They obviously had the talent. Do you think they would have been as successful as they are now if they signed with Rick, moved to Florida, and then continued in the junior tournaments like Rick wanted? I think they would have been more successful. I think they would have just been more successful earlier. Like when, at the end, when Venus is going up against arachnophobia she would have won one yeah that's what yeah yeah because she would have but she took those three years off and it was like okay richard like i get it you want your kids to be kids and you don't want them to just be athletes but at the same time like did you sort of mess up their like future a little bit yeah like well that's the thing every time every time the plan got out of his hands he was like, this, this is, we don't, we're not going to do this. Like, any time that it wasn't like he didn't have a hand in it, he was like, all right, let's. It started with that stance thing. He was like, I want them to do oh, open stance. Fucking and both open of the, stance. Both of the pro coaches who have coached professional tennis champions were like, nah, bro, like, don't do that. And he was like, do it, do it. And they were like, no, like, we don't teach that. Why would we do that? And then it se- I don't really know what the stands actually looked like. I don't know if they were doing it or not, but it seemed like it didn't really need to be done. And the coaches were kind of like, yeah, they'll hit the ball. It's fine. Like, they're talented enough that they don't, they don't need to worry about what their open or close is. Like, you either hit it or you don't. You either suck or you don't. Right, yeah, that was kind of like the the first coach. He was like, just don't worry about it, Richard. He really just wouldn't get out of people's faces. I think that if, like, I it, obviously, if he, if Richard Williams wasn't a person, Venus and Serena, they wouldn't be where they are, right? 
No, no, no. He definitely got them in I mean, to that first coach but, at the right time. But once they got, once they became like 10, 11 years old, I, I feel like the skill set was just already there. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it was always like, you know, we worked for 10 years. Well, you took three of them off. Well, what was interesting was Richard kept saying like, my wife and I were athletes. And it's like, what were you an athlete in? Like you weren't a tennis champion so what makes you being an athlete like able to train like wimbledon caliber tennis people like i just yeah i don't know why he picked tennis i don't i don't understand he said it because black people didn't play tennis well that's what he said but what is that like he was also being facetious and like he farted right before he said that (laughs) in the interview he was like talking to the guy and he's like I think that's also just part of, like, Richard's personality of, like, what's the douchiest thing I can do to be, like, I can push my girls to be the world's greatest athletes, but I'm going to pick a sport that the people of color are not known for, and I'm going to I'm gonna take it, and I'm going to run with it. Yeah, that just sits, that fits his ego. He's very egotistical. Yeah. Extremely it just, egotistical. It just feeds into him. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um... What else you got? You got anything else? I'm I'm out of points. <laughs> All set? Um I have one gripe. <laughs> Let me hear it. I'm gonna get out of here. The girl who plays the oldest sister in this film, um, Atunde, I think. Natunde? Tunde. Atunde? Atunde? Tunde, yeah. Tunde? Thought there was an uh, anyway. The oldest sister. It's Tundi. <laughs> she looked <laughs> like fifty years old the whole time. Well, she kind of she by the time that they were there, she was twenty four, twenty five, or something like that. Well, by the time Venus is eleven and Serena is ten, and they move to Florida, they don't bring her because she just graduated high school, so she's probably seventeen or eighteen. Yep. And then three years pass. But she's, and she's supposed to be like 21, 22, but she looks about 45. <laughs> Maybe she was, we'll have to. And it was kind of just like, oh, okay. And it, I was like, did they use the same person the whole movie? Or did they like switch her out because they switched them all out because they got older? And then I was like, they picked a really old looking girl. <laughs> she wasn't like... <laughs> and that was just something that was like, whoa. <laughs> She did not look as old as the mom, though. Not that the mom looked old. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't, like, crazy disparity. Like, oh, the older sister looks, like, as old as the mom. But she did look old. I loved the mom. All right, Brie. Well, that's it for me. I liked the movie. You, you, I more than liked the movie. You liked the movie. It was good. I liked the movie. I love a a good, um, what's the, an autobiography. What am I thinking? A biopic? Yeah. Biopic. I think the word that we were thinking of is um, unlicensed. Ah, the unlicensed. Yeah. I still don't think that's it, but who knows? That's not it either, but it's like, it's close (laughs) enough for me. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. Tune in next week when we will be watching 8-Bit Christmas starring Neil Patrick Harris. Very exciting. Start of the holiday season. You'll be getting this, uh, that episode right after Turkey Day, so in december or i don't think it's the 
I don't think it's December. Ah, no, it's the, tw <laughs> the 29th of November. Th that's okay. We love you all the same. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Send Brianna dick pics. It'll be the start of 26 days of Christmas. Bye, everybody. Say goodbye, Brianna. Bye. Bye, Beans. Bye.